The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome back to the KyberCast, everybody. This is episode 10. This is a huge episode. We made 10 episodes together with my good friend, Michael Diaz. Hello, Michael. How are you? Double digits, yo. Tenth episode, and you know what I'm pretty geeked about is that Marvel held a, a, a conference in our honor of getting our tenth episode out. That was nice of them to go to San Diego Comic Con just for us. It was nice. Oh thing. yeah, for sure to celebrate our our tenth episode. I mean, very kind, very, very kind, and to tell us all the things, <laughs> all the things. No, seriously, um, we're at episode 10. Uh, we're going to have some news later about the podcast. At the end of this podcast, we'll give you updated. Um, but I think we want to dive right into all the stuff that Marvel called out the other yep. day. So if you're listening to us, I have to assume you're a geek or at least a nerd, somewhere along those lines. So as all of you probably well know, last week was the biggest nerd prom there is, the San Diego Comic-Con. Now... We could talk probably about all kinds of things that went on and the trailers that dropped. But for this particular episode, we're just going to concentrate on Marvel and specifically Phase 4. We'll touch a little bit on Phase 5, but really the focus is going to be Phase 4 and what Marvel announced at Comic-Con, which I'm sure you've already heard it. And if you haven't, we're going to tell you here. We're going to give you our take on things. Exactly. We're going to have our opinions. You can always look up the... List of things at marvel.com. They'll tell you all the stuff in the skinny, but we're just going to kind of pick our own brains and us two amateur podcasters or we'll give it our best shot. Let's dive right in to what we are all hoping to see very soon, which is the first one coming May 1st, 2020. That's Black Widow. Go ahead. I, I'm excited, but I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, no, for me, I'm just happy to see, you know, the character back, it was pretty um, devastating for me. Spoilers if you haven't seen Endgame. And if you haven't seen Endgame, you know what? You probably aren't listening to this anyways. Uh, you know, she, her, her dying at the end at, in Endgame was uh, um, a big hit for me. I thought it was one of the best characters. And she's been through a lot since uh, Iron Man 2 and all the way through. So to me, it was a big deal. And uh, I think this is going to be really cool. I agree. I mean, I think... Most everyone going into Endgame knew that we were going to lose Iron Man and most likely Captain America. Right. Whoever else, we weren't sure. So losing Black Widow was a legitimate surprise. Not necessarily, I mean, definitely going into the movie, it was a surprise. Once the movie started and it was just Hawkeye and Black Widow heading off to go see the Red Skull, I mean, what were they thinking? I mean, Thanos knew what he had to do there. Why did no one give him a heads up? As soon as just the two of them left, I'm like, well, one of them is, is going to die. There's no way they're not going to. Right. As we said in the Endgame podcast, it was pretty telegraphed by us. So this new movie, where now from what I understand, it's going to take place prior to Endgame, correct? Correct. And I believe uh, from what we've seen in the movies, all the way going back to the 2012 Avengers film um, with uh, – Black Widow and um, Hawkeye, they keep making references to the incident in Prague, right? Mm -hmm. And they, they've made, and they even mentioned it again in Endgame. They bring it up time and time again. Apparently, this is going to be a prequel, and we're actually going to see what happened in Prague. So, excited about that. But at the same time, I have to admit, as much as I want this movie, I think we're seven years too late. I don't know. We'll see how they, well, they're going to bring a successor to Black Widow, correct? That's that's the whole point of this film. I think it's actually going – while we think it's going to be a Black Widow story, I believe it's actually going to be an origin story and not, not, not a Black Widow origin story either. 
forever, whoever the new Black Widow is or whoever the new character is. Is that from what I understand? It's this person, Yelena. And in from the comics, from what I understand, she's young and she becomes the new Black Widow. Correct. So I believe that's what this is. At, this is really about. Now, my my thoughts, my or my question, really is: this is between snaps, right? It's not before a snap; it's between snaps. Well, I think it goes even further back to that. I think what we're going to see is Natasha, you know. Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow, the one we all know. I think it's going to go back and show us where she came from, something that was hinted at in Age of Ultron mm-hmm. when uh, we saw her flashback to the, you know, and if we find out that she was sterilized and yada, yada, yada. So I, I don't know that we're going to go that far back, but we've already had a taste of her origin, and now I think we're going to get a little bit more, more color, if you will. We're going to see the incident in Prague. We're going to see how she became the agent that she was, but then also I'm thinking we're going to see how she also uh, grew from that and, you know, brought some warmth into her life. Everything we've seen so far is her origin is very cold and she was very, she was an assassin. I mean, that's what she's trained to do. And obviously through Hawkeye and his family, she found a way to love and be a person again. And then obviously that continued on through the Avengers. So, I, I'm thinking that's the story we're going to see while also passing on the torch to. The yeah, I, I think they'll show that, but I don't think they're going to give us as much backstory as we think. They may save that for later. Um, I think that what also is interesting to me is having David Harbour in it from Stranger Things, which that'll be the next podcast. Uh, we were going to talk Stranger Things, but then Marvel decided to give us this gift. So we kind of shifted our thoughts quickly with the past few days to make sure that we cover the Marvel stuff. But the next one will be Stranger uh, stranger things uh, um, for the next podcast. But David Harbour, let's say, what do you think about that? I think it's going to be great personally. Oh, I'm very much into it. He's going to be, he's playing Red Guardian, which are you familiar no, with? No, you are way more learned in the world of comics than I am. I'm, I'm full disclosure. I don't read them a lot. I'm starting to more now. Uh, I don't, I haven't followed in the past. I was never really good at it. I liked my staple heroes. So I really got, I think it's whatever is working for Marvel is working on me and that I'm reading more now because of Marvel movies. So it's brought me in through film and I've always been a film addict. So you'll know these things way more than I will. Well, just, just give you a little bit of flavor. Um, David Harbour is going to be playing um, Red Guardian, who is pretty much uh, the Soviet analog to Captain America. Oh, okay. Not a, not an evil person. Not evil. Well, obviously he, I mean, depending on how far back they go in the movies, you know, when, when the character first came out, I don't remember how many years ago, but obviously he was uh, a Soviet and pushed for the, you know, Soviet outlook and whatnot. So just as, um, you know, Captain America was, you know, fighting for, you know, red, white, and blue in the American way, you had, you know, um, you had Red Guardian doing the same thing from the Soviet side. Now, he's a little bit older. You know, Harbour's in his 40s. So maybe they will reference the fact that maybe in the 80s mm-hmm. or so, he was, you know, he maybe not a bad guy, but obviously his perspective is going to be different, you know, fighting, being a Soviet right. super soldier. So that'll be interesting. But what I'm most excited about is that we're apparently the bad guy is going to be the Taskmaster. Do you know who the no. Taskmaster is? I do not know who the Taskmaster is. Uh, he's basically, his power is that if he sees someone use a fighting style or any kind of move, he has an eidetic, eidetic memory where he can, as soon as he sees someone do it, he can mimic it. So he is one of the best hand-to-hand Competence. He's just an all-around amazing fighter. If Captain America can do it, Captain America can do it. He can do it. If you do something to him he hasn't seen before, once he's seen it, he can now do it too. So he's a super powerful adversary in that fact, in that aspect. That's cool. That'll be an interesting. It's really about the same physical skills as an you know an equal opponent, so to speak. That's cool. Exactly. So he's, he's a cool, he's been mostly a bad guy. I think he was briefly kind of a good guy for a little while. He trained some of the younger Avengers when 
that was part of the storyline going on in the comic books. But predominantly, he's a bad guy. He's a gun for hire. So I'm assuming um, basically what we're seeing about the movie here is that he is going to be the primary uh, antagonist. And I'm looking forward to it because, you know, I'm sure we're going to see Black Widow do something awesome. And then he's going to be able to mimic that immediately. Cool. We have a lot to cover. Um, I'm going to say really quick, I think that Marvel is moving down these kind of genre type movies. I think that this particular movie will be closer to a spy James Bond-esque movie than any of the other ones, even further than than Winter Soldier. I think this is more like like that. They're going to keep that spy thing, that James Bond-esque type of feel, and I think that's where this film is going to go. Second one on the list, we have Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So this one to me... I have no clue how they're going to – what this means and what this is going to do. I just want it. I think they're cool characters. Um, definitely love the Winter Soldier. I, I can't wait for this. Plus, this is just another drop in the bucket of me giving Disney all my money, and this is going to get me that Disney Plus for sure. It's a Disney Plus feature. It is not in theaters, and, and I believe, Michael, you had it set up here that it's going to start fall of 2020, so next year. Yep. Well, this the fact that it starts in the fall, I'm actually good with. And the reason for that is because I spent enough money on streaming as it is <laughs> between Amazon Prime and Netflix. And I don't have CBS All Access yet, but I fully admit that I will have to pay for it when Star Trek Picard comes out. We'll talk about that some other time. So all the cool stuff as far as Star Wars and Marvel is going to be coming to Disney Plus when it launches late this fall. Yes, I'm probably going to jump on it immediately because, again, I don't want to get too much into mm-hmm. it because this is a Marvel episode, but I'm very much looking forward to um, mm-hmm. The Mandalorian. But it'll be nice that once that finishes, I can not pay for a while and wait till the fall to see Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I'm excited for. I, I think what we're going to see is the origin story of the next Captain America. I think that's what the show's Oh, you think, think it'll lead in. So you think that... Falcon will become more of a super soldier in that type of way? Because I, I don't know. That, that's an interesting thought. Th- do you think they'll go back to where they were in Civil War? Um, well, here's okay. Here's the fun thing. Both Falcon and Winter Soldier have replaced Captain America in the comic books already. Right. Uh, Bucky did it for a little while, uh, but he had a gun. But he had a, a costume very mm-hmm. similar to Captain America. But most recently, yes, it was Falcon, who he basically was the same the same hero he was the entire time when he was Falcon, only he modified his costume so it looked more um, with a star, the red and white and blue. So that's where I'm thinking this is going to head. Uh, obviously, he used his shield too, and he, but he kept his wings. So I think my guess is that Marvel is using the comic books as an idea-generating machine, okay? This is their intellectual property machine. So what worked well in the comics, they're going to move it to the movies. They're going to take what, you know, the parts of it that work well. So Falcon being Captain America, I think that's where we're heading. That's that's my guess. I have nothing to say. You know, Marvel has not confirmed this, but I'm thinking this is going to be Winter Soldier, the older one, uh, obviously, he just got unbrainwashed, so I don't think anyone would trust him as Captain America yet. Plus, let's face it, Steve Rogers gave his shield to Falcon at the end of Endgame. I think. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's a spoiler that he's gonna be Captain America. I guess my point is, do you think they'll take it further than the comics were? Because it's been rumored or revealed actually that Daniel Bruhl is returning. Now, I thought he died. Crossbones. Uh, oh, Baron Zemo. Yeah, sorry. Um, so, uh, and he was at the end of Civil War. I thought he died when he was listening to his family on the cell phone, right? No, um, he was arrested. Remember at the end of uh, Civil War, oh, Black Panther found him. That's right. So he was just, not just, but he was arrested. So he's still out there. He's still scheming. Yeah, he's going to play into this somehow. There's no question. That's right. I'm totally, totally wrong on that. For some reason, I th- in my head, I thought he died, but I, no, you're completely right. He was... Uh, Black Panther. It's Black Panther stopped himself with the killing and, and became. Yes, right. I remember. So they haven't said anything on Phase Five, and I think that's smart that they didn't. Uh, though, from what I'm reading, 
uh, Marvel was actually contemplating revealing Phase Five as well at the com- at the convention. So, I would not be surprised if in Phase Five we get a new Captain America movie. That's my guess. I wouldn't be surprised either. I think that's an interesting way to go. So, in terms of genres. Is this going to be more like Starsky and Hutch? Like, what kind of show is this going to be? Honestly, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is Lethal Weapon. Oh, right. But obviously, maybe not Lethal Weapon, because Lethal Weapon, the Mel Gibson character is obviously kind of a little mentally off, and he's a hothead. But I I see this as being kind of like a buddy cop movie in six parts, or however many episodes they plan on doing. It's going to be a, a buddy movie. They're going to be, you know, a team of some sort. And I think a lot of it is going to be, like I said, Falcon trying to earn that shield. And then when it's all over, Captain America. I think I think that's, that's what it's going to be. A lot of, it's going to be a buddy film. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. Again, it's, I'm going to spend my money. Let's move on to the next one. What Michael has written down here. He's so smart. He put everything in order for me. The Eternals, debuting November 6, 2020. Now, this is something I know nothing about. I know zero about The Eternals. I see there's some cool people in it. I have, uh, you know, maybe you can uh, help our audience with what The Eternals are. In my head, uh, first guess, is this just another kind of X-Men type thing? Um, But I'm not sure. Not exactly. I mean, this is a group of heroes. So, um, Marvel has already made reference to a... Uh, a group of beings, a race of beings known as the Celestials. And Marvel is very good about leaving little breadcrumbs throughout their movies, little Easter eggs, if you will. That, but Mar- Marvel doesn't leave a lot just to happenstance. If you see something happen, it usually has a reason and it'll tie in somewhere later. So, in Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, they went to a place called Nowhere. And if you remember, it was yeah. a giant skull, right? I do, yep. It was a giant decaying head. Technically, it was an an entire slowly decaying body of a celestial. Now, the celestials are this race of godlike beings, and I could go on and on about all the different names and what they all do, but that's not the point. The point is, the celestials created two different races, two alien races, one being the Eternals, and their evil counterparts, the Deviants. So this is going to be another space opera, I'm thinking, where the Eternals are going to protect the Earth from the evil counterpart, their evil counterparts, the Deviants. Hmm. And I have to tell you, after Thor Ragnarok and Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2 and now Captain Marvel, I'm really liking what Marvel the MCU is doing with their cosmic side of things. So even though I don't know much about the Eternals, I'm in. I'm 100% in. Listen, there's nothing Marvel can put out that I won't at least try and watch. Right. They've earned they've earned that in spades, right? Because I haven't hated anything. I may have not liked something as much as others, but everything's been extremely watchable. So I'm going to try everything. I'm very interested in the casting. I'm, you know, Kamal Nanjiani, Nanjiani. I don't know how you say his name. Sorry. Come on, Come on. If you're listening, which I know you're not, but if you are, I apologize. Um, I like him. I think he, everything he's in, I enjoy from Silicon Valley. And I actually kind of want to see this new movie he's out with David Bautista, with, where it's, it's uh, uh, Stuber, it's called. Uh, it looks interesting to me. It's goofy. But anyways, I'm looking forward to for him in this. I'm looking forward, honestly, to Angelina Jolie coming into this as clearly as somebody who's of weight, I would assume. Her character's name is Thena. I'm thinking like Athena, some type of character like that. Maybe that's where they took it from. You could probably shed some more light on that. We also have Selma Hayek is in there. So there's some people that are that I know and some people that I have no idea who. Yeah, I, I think right now the, the two heavyweights are definitely going to be, like you said, Selma Hayek. Angelina Jolie coming into the MCU, that's big. I mean, she's not entirely new to comic book movies. I mean, she was in Wanted, which was based off of a Mark Millar image series. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's been, to a comic mo- been in a comic book movie already, but you've got her, you've got Richard Madden, who has been getting all kinds of buzz lately in his past several projects. So 
I don't know, Marvel has been doing a fantastic job of casting. Even though I don't know the entire cast, uh, I have faith in Marvel. So I'm expecting some kind of big space opera here. And I'm, I'm all for it. And the fact that I know absolutely nothing about it other than the, that's it, there are these alien beings that are going to protect the Earth, I, I don't care. I, I'm loving what Marvel's doing with the space operas. So I'm all in. Give me more. So question. This this brings... Uh a question to me as I get into these some of these movies that I don't know. Do I go and find a comic and read it before I go in, or do I do I go in cold? Well, see, that's 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 the big question. I mean, it depends on how much you want to be surprised. For, let's take for example as a quick aside. Um, you mentioned uh, during our Spider-Man uh, Far From Home podcast that your wife was really surprised that Mysterio was the bad guy. That was a big surprise for her, and it really kind of uh, strengthened her enjoyment of the movie. Correct. Yep, that's what she said, yes. Right. Being a comic fan, I've known that Mysterio's been around for 40, 50 years. Right. I knew he was the bad guy. I, as soon as they showed him in the trailer, I'm like, that's the bad guy. So, I, I don't know. I mean, Mar- but, and that's the thing too. Marvel is is basing a lot of their stories on comics. The thing is, Eternals has not really been around much. They haven't been a marquee name in many years. Um, so, I don't know what's what storyline they're going to take to make this movie. But even if they take a storyline, they're going to change it up. So you might have some spoilers, but it's like the second Avengers movie was called age of Ultron. There was a comic series before that a year or two. That I knew, right. Some of those I actually knew. But but the age of Ultron comic was nothing like the movie, nothing at all like the movie. So all that to say, I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, if you've already basically here's my here's my take. If you've already read it, cool. You're you're going to enjoy seeing parts of it on the screen. If you haven't read the story they're based on, I would wait. Yeah, I think that's good advice. Here's one thing I would like to see Marvel do. I would actually like them, believe it or not, to take a page out of the Star Wars book. In that, maybe they have like a five issue prequel Eternals that teaches you something like if you read if you are a fan of Star Wars and you've seen Rogue One there was a book that came out prior to Rogue One and to me it was great read and for the life of me I can't remember it obviously um, but anyways they, they kind of did like a lead up to the story and it really really helped uh, paint the back picture of you know what those characters were a little bit of, of color to where the story was going to go and it, and it really helped so hopefully they do something like that that would be they cool will. Will. I, I would guarantee you that within the next eight months there's going to be a major eternals comic book series marvel's done it in the past um right before captain america civil war came out um now, the Civil War in the comics had happened already maybe 10 plus years ago, so they couldn't do that again. So instead, right before Captain America came out, Captain America Civil War, Marvel did Civil War II. Right. So they're going to do something in the comic world that is going to lead off of or speak to whatever's in the movie. So keep right. your eyes open. I can guarantee you there's going to be an eternal comic in the next eight months. Agree. And now that my brain is warmed up, it was called Catalyst. So, yep. Which really good sense. book. It really got into director Krennic and Tarkin, another podcast. But I think I hope they do something like that where they kind of teach me the characters a little bit, so that I actually will have a little more of a foothold into where they're going. What's coming up next starts February twelfth, twenty twenty one, and that's Shang Chi. And I got to tell you, Michael, I'm pretty geeked about this one. I'm looking forward to a kung fu movie. Uh, I was reading Iron Fist, the comics prior to the series going out of. Uh, fashion with Netflix and what's going on there. But I really enjoyed the where they were taking Iron Fist in terms of the comic writing. So I'm really looking forward to this Kung Fu movie. I know nothing of this character. I know that the actor is also going to be playing Bruce Lee in an upcoming Tarantino film. Uh, but what can you tell me about Shang-Chi? Do you, do you know much about it? Actually, him? this is one of the areas I don't know a lot. In fact, I've only watched a couple episodes of Iron Fist. I know these two have crossed over a bit in the Marvel comics because... Shang-Chi is the master of Kung Fu. And that's pretty much where my knowledge ends. I mean, he was created in the late 70s, early 80s to kind of jump into that 
I don't I don't know if it's what the term is called, but kung fu movies really kind of you know blew up in the seventies. So I think Marvel is just trying to jump onto that bandwagon, if you will. So this is almost a complete mystery, almost a complete mystery to me, and I don't know what to think about it other than it's Marvel doing kung fu. I love kung fu films. I love Marvel films. Is this going to be a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup type of melding where both are great together? I don't know. Well, I got to tell you, for me, I, this is one I hope they do put out some kind of new comic to get me into it. I think what's interesting to me, really interesting, is that they're bringing the real Mandarin. So that's apparently going to be the foil for this character, which I'm sure people are going to really freak out. Like, didn't we have the Mandarin? Wasn't it all fake from Iron Man 2? So be interesting to see how they bring that into the story fold. Yes, Iron Man 3 Mandarin, yes. Yes, Iron Man 3. Did I say 2? Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. And yes, obviously... The fact that it's called Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, that's obviously a callback to the Ten Rings we saw in Iron Man, and then also the Mandarin that we saw later. It's it's Kung Fu. It's Marvel. Is it going to work? I hope so. Looking forward to it, but not much for either one of us to talk about because we don't know about the character. It might be one we go into blind and hopefully we enjoy it, which does bring us to the next series that's coming up for the Disney Plus, and that's WandaVision. That'll be in September of 2021. And again, two characters that I really like. I, I'm wondering, is this this might be, from what I understand, something about an alternate universe? Because we don't know Paul Bettany's gun. I'm not Paul Bettany, but the vision is, has been disintegrated. Well, well, first off, I, I apologize. My notes, it's uh, spring of 2021, so not quite that late in the year. So excited. It's, it's Wanda, obviously. But here's the thing. Vision's an android. Okay, as long as his AI, his consciousness has been uploaded somewhere, they can bring him back. It's very easy to bring back an android. I mean, let's face it, deaths in comic books and comic book movies are undone all the time. Of course. Even in these two. I mean, Gamora, obviously she died in Infinity War, and she came back in a fashion in Endgame. Now, it's not the same Gamora. She's been time displaced, but there are ways to bring people back, so... Android, uh, I, I'm i guessing, again, I don't know, this is pure conjecture, that Wanda is going to be on some kind of quest, maybe it involves alternate realities, maybe it doesn't, but some kind of quest to bring back Vision, the love of her life. I think that's a good bet. I think it's going to be interesting. I did hear that there might be some alternate universe things going on here. I know they're bringing the character Monica Rambeau back from Captain Marvel who was the yeah. girl, the young girl, but obviously she'll be grown up here. Uh, yeah. And I and I think it's safe to say that somewhere in Wakanda is his conscious, right? Like it's in her, the computer when she was separating the 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 stone from his from his body, from his brain. So we, I would think that there's some remnants there. So I think we might see a trip back to Wakanda here that we're not talking about. Well, let me put it this way. I worked in IT support for a while on the help desk. Now, where, why is that important? Shuri, Black Panther's sister, has been said she is way smarter than even Tony Stark when it comes to technology. She right. was helping to work on Vision when they were, you know, trying to remove the stone. If she is halfway decent, you know she did a full backup. I, I believe 100% Vision is backed up somewhere on some Wakanda computer somewhere. And he'll be back. I agree. Totally, totally agree. So this brings us to the next one in the lineup, which is out of all these, this is the one I'm looking forward to the most. You may not agree with me, but Doctor Strange, May 7th, 2021. And I I really love Doctor Strange as a character. I do read the comics of his. I think this is where Marvel can really push things uh, in weird directions. This from what I understand, is going to be their horror genre. This is where this one's going. Now, will it tie into WandaVision because um, Scarlet Witch is going to be involved in this? But I'm really looking for... Is this not the best title, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? That's one of the best titles ever. It's fantastic. And again, it ties back into the thing that we already know about Marvel and is that there is no such thing as a throwaway comment. So 
As we already saw in Spider-Man Far From Home, Mysterio said he was from a different, he was from the multiverse, from a different Earth. Now, obviously, if you've seen the movie, you know that's not true. He made that up. But as we already discussed, Marvel doesn't do anything by accident. Just by mentioning that in Spider-Man has already kind of put the idea into people's heads that, hey, maybe there is a multiverse out there, and where better to explore it than in Doctor Strange? Because he, you know, we've already explained that magic is basically just the source code to reality. So why not use also that source code to find other realities, right? Absolutely. I think it's going to be stellar. I love the character. I love Cumberbatch in it. I mean, to me, I, I liked the Doctor Strange movie. I don't, I don't know. Maybe a lot of people didn't. I just like the character. I like where it goes. And I'm looking forward to taking things into different directions. The comics are great. Um, he's an interesting character that grows and changes and there's a darkness to him. And, you know, I'm wondering where, you know, Doctor Strange left off. You know, his antithesis or Wardo was taking over and there's a thing in Doctor Strange that's always been there, like the bill comes due. And that that is huge in that storyline. So I would be it would be strange not to see him in there, no pun intended, but <laughs> it would be, you know it it should be good. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to and like I said, it's I'm looking forward to see what Marvel can do within the horror genre. How horror-esque is it going to be? I don't know. They're claiming it's going to be horror. I'm welcome to it. I mean, they're dipping their fingers in every other genre. Why not? Let's give horror a try. So, I'm in. I liked Doctor Strange, the first movie. I wouldn't say I loved it. But again, I have yet to see a Marvel movie where I was like, you know what? That was bad. I at least thought they were all good. If not, basically Marvel starts at good and goes up to very good and great. So... Even their worst movies, which I'm not even saying Doctor Strange was a bad movie in any way, but I'm just saying, even when Marvel doesn't hit it out of the park, they're at least getting a stand-up double. Right. And and I, I think when they say horror, I don't think it's going to be like, you know, Jason versus Freddy horror slasher. It's going to be more things coming out at you and, and, and maybe even more, you know, suspense type stuff. Yeah, so I can see that. Then that fits very well within the character. So I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Totally. Which brings us to a really great character that I think everybody was sad at the beginning of the whole Infinity, War, Infinity yeah. Wars, yeah. And, and, and that's our, our buddy Loki, which I think anybody that has seen Endgame, when he took the, I'm not sure it was a Power Stone, or the or the, the Tesseract, which had the Power Stone, um, and took off, right? The, the, I, apparently that's where this is uh Taking off at um, the Loki series again. This is another series on Disney Plus, and we're going to see our return of Loki with Tom Hiddleston, which is this is my favorite villain. And I don't see how I, I bet I bet most people from the film genre of the Marvel era that everybody loves Loki. Yeah, Loki is by far the best. I I, I don't even know if you want to say villain, but definitely an antagonist. Um, he's great. I mean, Tom Hiddleston is absolutely fantastic as Loki. The thing that is interesting here too, is that this is the totally unredeemed Loki. You know, right. at the end, of, at the end of Avengers, he was still a pain in the ass. Yep. And that's the one that escaped for him. He never saw justice because at the event, at the end of Avengers in 2012, Thor took him and put him in a cell on Asgard. We don't know how long he was in there, but he served some jail time. Now, as they went time hopping, this Loki has not atoned or paid for any of his sins at the end of Avengers 2012. So this one hasn't had any reason to repent. So this isn't the Loki that appeared to have died in Thor Dark World. This isn't the Loki that we know died at the end or at the beginning of Infinity War after having that great adventure with Thor and Ragnarok, where they worked together as brothers, as a team. And it was fantastic. So it puts a great fold into this character that we already love. And we saw, you know, come around through redemption. Now we have to see, is he still, is he, is this version of Loki still redeemable? And if so, what's that path going to take? Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, he hasn't gone through losing his mother. 
and, and the heartache of those things, which he did like his mother. And just, yeah, he hasn't grown. It, it will be strange to see where it goes from there. It, I think it, uh, again, when you start playing with time and, and space, which it was the space stone, not the power stone. So clearly I'm, you know, rambling sometimes, but, and not getting facts right, but, uh, you know, I'll get there, but I, I, I'm looking forward to Loki. I mean, how can we, again, that's another nickel from me. That's going to Disney plus. I mean, it's, it's a reason to buy. And let's throw this out there. At least the Loki in dark world, even though he lost his mother, still, he still had a hand in getting back some revenge when he fought against the dark elves. This Loki is going to find out that his mother's gone and has no recourse. So what's the, where's that going to push him? What direction is that going to push him in? And that's what's interesting. That's why I'm very eager to see this show. I, I think it's going to be a totally unredeemed Loki that is going to cause all kinds of mischief. And of course, I'm there for it. Absolutely. Next on your list, Michael, is What If. This is going to be an animated television series again. And I have no idea what this is at all. So maybe you can shed some light on that as well. In the comics, there was there have been several iterations of a comic called What If? And all it really is, is it takes some event that we know happened and goes, what if this happened instead? So an example would be, what if at the end of, end of Avengers, Loki actually escaped with the Tesseract, which we've now seen happen. So it's going to be more of that. Now, obviously, we're going to explore that aspect within the Loki TV show. But this is going to be an animated way to go back and look at certain events. Right. Maybe, you know, maybe then this is all conjecture. This is all me just throwing stuff out there. But they can do stuff like, what if Ultron had won at the end of Age of Ultron, right? What if so-and-so, what if Peter Quill died instead of Gamora in uh, Infinity War? That's what this is going to be. It's going to be a playground to just kind of play around and go, what if this happened differently? And that's why they're doing it animated, because it's going to cost a lot less money. They're not going to actually refilm all those scenes. Right. But they have said they're going to retain most, if not all, the voice talent. So animated, yes, but they're still going to get the same actors to do their voices to kind of give it the added sense of, I don't want to say reality, but you know, cohesion and continuity. So does that mean... Robert Downey Jr. coming back as Iron Man, his voice? Possibly, huh? We don't know. We don't know. I mean, a guy really hasn't made a lot of money off Marvel. I don't know why he'd want to come back. Right? <laughs> but it is going to be like, so to speak, hosted by The Watcher. What Now, check me if I'm wrong. Did we not see The Watcher in one of the Marvel films? I, I, I feel like Stan Lee was around a Watcher at the end of one of the films. I. I feel like it was there somewhere, and I can't remember where. Like he was on a planet. Um, wasn't it at the? Um, it was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Yeah, it? something like that. It's when been a while. He showed up next to two other Watchers. It's their whole race. Correct. Um, Uatu is the one that watches over Earth traditionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I know way too much geek stuff, but that's why you're on the podcast, Michael. Um, this is this, this is your authority. <laughs> when we get into Star Wars. That's my my area. This stuff's way your area, and I would be. Uh, nothing without you in this podcast. So I'm just kind of like throwing it to you and you, you let our audience know what, what's got, what's what, you know, what is what? Finally, 30 years of sitting inside on sunny summer days is paying off. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we, we have seen the watchers before. So again, like everything else Marvel has done, we've seen it before. It's not just a throwaway. We're going to see it again. So we're going to see it. in what if, so should be fun. Going on to our next film, not film, sorry, another series, and that's the Hawkeye series. Uh, again, what a great character. This is fall of 2021. I think that, you know, everybody liked Hawkeye, and the ending that he had with, you know, Black Widow, and I think we all just want to see him more. I think he's the he is one of the heroes. It's it's that Batman, it's that it's a he's a regular human that gets hurt and somehow you know, is a superhero, but he's just a dude and he's got a family and he's what we all kind of cling to. He's our Han Solo, uh, for lack of a better counterpart in, in some of these films. Uh, so, but this looks like a really interesting series. It looks like another baton passing possibly, uh, with, with other characters, uh, becoming Hawkeye. Uh, but, uh, what's your take on this? Is a 100% a baton t- a passing because they've already said 
that it's Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner, and they've already said that Kate Bishop is going to be in it, who, if you follow the comics, you know she also goes by the name Hawkeye and wears purple and black, and he has a bow and arrow. They both go by the same name. They're two versions of the same character, and he... You know, has been a mentor to her and has helped train her. That's exactly what this series is going to be. It's going to be that. So, yeah, I'm looking really forward to that. Now, coincidentally, I was at Vault of Midnight comic book shop here in Grand Rapids. That is a plug. Not They didn't ask me to, but I love the place. Uh, there was a, There's a comic series out that I kind of want to dive into, and I hope they give you know a, a trade version of it because I think it's like 10 in, and it's Old Man Hawkeye, which is kind of like Old Man Logan from – uh, there, but there's an old man Hawkeye one out that looks amazing. So I'll have to look. Hopefully, they have that out well, there. Old man Hawkeye was an old man Logan. He was blind. Right, but there's an old man Hawkeye series. Series yes. now. I'm assuming now I hear you know a bit more than I do. Does it take place in that same timeline? Obviously, right I don't before, know. I just saw the cover. Before. I was like, what the heck oh. is that? <laughs> well, I'll have to look into that because I, I, I have old man. Uh, Logan? Yeah, uh, Logan. from what I know, I, I read a couple, but I didn't finish it. Um, but anyways, Hawkeye, that's going to be sweet. Jeremy Renner, I hope it's not a farewell for the character. I hope it's just a passing of a baton and maybe he goes away. I hope it's not a death kind of thing uh, when they do this, but uh, we'll see. I, I, I would think not because as much as he's been through and getting his family back in Endgame, they can't just take him away from that. I have to believe this is a passing of the torch, passing of the baton, and then he gets to finally retire. That's what I. That's what my. He retires until five years from now when the Disney Plus series Old Man Hawkeye. <laughs> Why right? not? Right. Why not? Now we're going to get to the last one of the films that is not part of phase five, or maybe it is. They didn't really announce that, but it's, it's a big one on the list. And I know we're probably, we're, we're going long. It's called Thor love and thunder. It's got Michael's favorite director. <laughs> I, would I don't know. Far, you were all over him last I time. Lo- oh, don't get me wrong. Thor Ragnarok is by far my favorite Thor movie. It's not hard to do, but it's hilarious. I loved it. So Taika Waititi, I'm there for you. So this is going to be an interesting one. This is going to be one I think that fans may not get. I think this is going to be the one where you've got the jerk idiot fans that um, are going to be mad that, that somebody that is not male and giant uh, become Thor. And that's you know Natalie Portman's character. And I think it's going to be interesting that she will have the mantle of you know, Jane Foster will be Thor, goddess of thunder. I don't know if it's going to be exactly like the comic, but it did play out not relatively not too long ago, right? Correct. In fact, it's just in this last within this last year that Thor Odin's son reclaimed the the moniker. Of so Thor. there you go. I think this could be the, an interesting one. I think it's definitely going to push people into places that they didn't know it could go. But I'm excited for it. Well, and for those of you that may not be aware, let me go a little bit deeper here. So the reference here, and this isn't a spoiler because they've come out and said it, that Natalie Portman, Jane Foster, is yep. 100% back. And not only is she back, she is going to yeah, be Thor yep. at the end of the movie. Or sometimes, there's no question. Now, Chris Hemsworth's in it, but that doesn't mean, I mean, hopefully he's around for a while longer because I love him in the Marvel Universe. Hopefully this isn't him dying. Hopefully it's not him going away too long. But I love it that Natalie Portman is back because she said after Thor 2, I'm not coming back. And let's admit it, she was fine in the first Thor movie, but they didn't give her a lot to do with the character, and they gave her even less to do in the you know a dark, right. um, dark world. So when she said she was done, I was like, well, it makes sense because... Here is a world-class actress that is a marquee name, and they did nothing with her. Why would she want to come back? Uh, you know, uh, So you have to believe they pulled up with the Marvel dump truck full of money and said, not only do we want you back, you're going to star because you are going to be Thor. And then she's like, yes, I'm in. 
It's a beefy role, and I bet you it's a huge paycheck. So well, I want, I want to work. I mean, yeah, that's fine. The reasons is fine. I don't really care. The, the, the thing I'm interested in is if Thor is going to be in as Guardians of the Galaxy, I wonder if there's a tie-in of him just gone, like in some weird spot, maybe multiverse. Who knows? And there is no Thor for this universe, and she has to find him because there's, there's love involved here. So it's not going to be I, – I feel this is going to be the – Oh, what version of what movie am I thinking of? I'm trying to find the genre of this, you know, love film. You know, is is this Dirty Dancing version of Thor? <laughs> you know? Whoa, whoa, that's interesting. Um, okay, um, who knows? And you know what? You make a good point because when we saw at the end of Endgame, there were the As Guardians of the Galaxy as Thor left with the Guardians, but this movie's coming out first. So obviously, if he's going to be with Jane. That he is going to have to have already left the Asgardian, or not the Asgardians, the Guardians of the Galaxy. So that kind of ruins the thought that Guardians of the Galaxy three is going to have Thor in it. Maybe it still will. Maybe he'll. Maybe at the end of not being Thor and handing it off to Jane, he says, "That's where I want to go do now. I want to go hang out with the Guardians of the Galaxy for a bit. Who knows?" But I'm I'm worried that we're not going to see the Ask Guardians of the Galaxy, which I'd yeah, really I, love to see. I, we, we'll find out. I, I pretty tough not to have them in there after all that. So one of the most interesting, kind of like I'm going to say that Kevin Feige took a, a page out of Apple. Everybody thought he was done, and he basically had a one more thing, and that one more thing was Blade. Yes. I have no, you know, I, I, I didn't watch many of the movies, the Wesley Snipes movies. Um, I didn't read any of the comics. I know the character. I, I, I shouldn't say that. I did see the movies on video, but I never went to the movie theater or it was like on HBO and I, I watched it. Um, but I was never taken aback like, oh, this is such a great character. So uh, Mahershala Ali, obviously one of the best actors of our time right now that's in film. He's, he's been on, in tremendous roles. I believe he's in Luke Cage, but which was a great series and he was a great, great villain in that. Yeah. As you said, we've already yep. seen him in Luke Cage where he played Cottonmouth. So you, you know what that means that basically Marvel is willing to discard their continuity as far as the Netflix shows go anytime they want. Cause yeah, but it's the same so guy. Johnny Storm was Captain America. Does it matter? Well, that's the thing though. Fox owned fantastic Four then. Still, Mar- it's still, Mar- still Marvel. I understand, but it's same but different. They didn't have control. Now they have control. So I'm into it, and you know, I loved Blade the original. I, I, I think you said I saw the first one in the theater, and I loved it. I was like, "Wow, this is what they can do with superhero movies. They can be this dark and violent." I'm in. They made vampires right. cool again. I'm not against it at all. I think it's going to be interesting as hell. So, I just think that uh, you know, I, it wasn't a character that. You know, I honestly, this is going to sound uh, goofy and maybe old man like, but I really hope that the Fantastic Four come back and it's a great movie down the road as we kind of tease what phase five might be. We've got, we know what's coming out as Captain Marvel 2. We know that there's going to be a Black Panther 2. We know that there's going to be another uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So, how all these fit in down the road, I got to think they're going to do something with Fantastic Four. You might even see Fantastic Four come in through Spider-Man. Who knows? Right. Fuggy mentioned the Fantastic Four, but not where they're going to be, whether they're Phase 5 or what. There was that little hint, that wink and a nudge at the end of uh, Far From Home, Spider-Man Far From Home. Did you catch it? I did. So there's that little wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So are they Phase 5? So who knows? I'd like to know, but it's a nice little hint. I'm surprised that we're not going to see Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain Marvel 2, or Black Panther 2 as part of Phase 4. But in a way, it kind of makes sense. And I I know we've gone long, so I don't want to go too into it. But basically what I want to say is, after the high of Infinity War and then Endgame, it seems like Marvel is kind of cleaning the deck a bit. Let's have a palate cleanser. We're going to, yeah, we, you know, Black Widow, but that's going back. It's going to be a prequel. We know that already. Other than that, Doctor Strange, he's the only other movie that's coming out that is a sequel. The rest, 
is all new. And even Doctor Strange is going to be new in the fact that we know it's going to bring about the multiverse. So it's like they're clearing the deck and we're going to start something new here. We've done what we wanted to do with the first three phases. Let's kind of polish things off. Let's start something new and go in a different direction. And then it'll build back up into the characters we knew again. Going back to Black Panther 2, Captain Marvel 2, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. We needed a breather, and that's what Phase 4 is going to be, I think. I agree. Listen, this has been a long podcast. We went through a lot of of, of content that, that Marvel's throwing out at us. I mean, we can't even keep up. I mean, they're, they are full. They are running on all cylinders, and every. I mean, they're just killing it right now. So it's it's hard. It's hard to even keep up. Um, just a few things on our end. I think uh, if anybody who has Amazon Prime out there, if you want something interesting, the Empire of Dreams documentary on the beginning of Star Wars and how Star Wars was made, go watch it. If you didn't get it with the Blu-rays in, or the actual DVDs, uh, a while back it was on that. But now you can see it for free on Amazon Prime, so I suggest you watch it. You'll get a really good insight on that. Um, some other couple announcements, too, that um, we're happy to announce that the KyberCast will be at the Grand Rapids Comic Con, November eighth, 9th, and tenth in Grand Rapids, the DeVos Center. So hopefully, if anybody wants to stop by and say hi, we'll, we'll keep plugging that as the weeks go on. We now have our Twitter page. Our Twitter, you can catch us uh, at KyberCast on Twitter. We have our Facebook page at KyberCast uh, on Facebook. Search KyberCast, you'll find us, and also on Instagram. So we're we're hitting it full cylinders. Michael, this has been. An interesting podcast, to say the least. Our 10th one, probably the one we've had the most difficult to do since we've been doing these podcasts. I thought it was supposed to get a little easier. This one was a good test for us. We, we had a lot to cover, and we had technology to overcome. So, um, you know, it's been, it's, been a, it's been a fun 10 episodes, and I, I, just, I just keep looking forward to doing these with you. Oh, same here. And real quick, I want to throw out there real, real quick as well, geek-related. Uh, the Boys premieres on Amazon Prime this Friday. So if you like, if if you're sick of superheroes and want to see superheroes get their due with some ordinary humans kicking their ass, check out The Boys. It comes out Friday on Amazon Prime. I don't get any commission or anything. It was just a comic book series I really liked. And it's kind of the antithesis to everything Marvel. So if Marvel's not your thing, watch The Boys starting Friday. You'll see some violence against superheroes. Yeah, I'm going to check that out as well. Again, thank you, Michael. Thank I, you, uh, Joe. Let's have a... Let's 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 do this all again in a couple of weeks where we talk Stranger Things. We're gonna get back on that. I may have to rewatch some of it so that I'm, I'm fresh and ready. But that'll be the next one. Sounds fantastic. All right, thanks everybody. We'll see you soon. See you soon.